My name is Marie, and this is Likened Unto Me, my personal scripture journey. What do you worry about? What is currently troubling you? In this world, there are countless things we can be worried about. And I think that phrase, to have something trouble you, is an interesting one. In Webster's 1828 Dictionary, because that's what I use to look up words used in the scriptures, there are a couple definitions of the word trouble that I like. One is to agitate, to disturb, to put into confused motion. And another is to busy, to cause to be much engaged or anxious. Did you know that a prophet in the scriptures wrote down what we should worry about? And now I desire that ye should let these things trouble you no more, and only let your sins trouble you, with that trouble which shall bring you down unto repentance. These are the words of Alma toward the end of his time on earth to his son Corianton, and we don't know what happens to him. About a year later, it just says he walks toward the land of Melech and is never heard from again. I've gotten a lot out of Alma's words to his son Corianton. After telling him he needs to repent, he teaches him about what comes after this life, about resurrection and restoration, the spirit world, even about the plan of salvation and the fall and the atonement and who mercy is available for. But he starts off this whole teaching section with the words, and now I will ease your mind somewhat on this subject, for I perceive that thy mind is worried. Corianton had some questions. He wasn't sure about Christ's mission, why they would need to know these things so long before they happened, and some other things. And I think we can all relate to Corianton. We may not have the same questions as him, but we all have things we don't know or don't understand. And they could be gospel-related or not. (laughs) And as humans, we really like to have answers and to understand things and know how they work. It drives study, research, progress, inventions. It's a very human thing to want to know, to want to be right. And Corianton, we can see, is no different. But Corianton ran into some problems. It sounds like when you read the whole thing from chapter 39 to 42 in Alma, that Corianton was using things that he didn't understand to either justify or rationalize his choices with morality. We learn that, among other things, he didn't understand the law of restoration, that a person with evil desires will not suddenly be resurrected with righteous desires. And this, along with his other questions, led him to forsake his ministry and go after the harlot Isabel. Corianton let things that he was worried about, that he didn't know, get in the way of him doing God's will. As humans, we have a lot of things to worry about what education to get, what job to take, how long to stay at the job, to buy a house or rent a place, what car to buy, and that's just temporal things. And what about the more spiritual questions we each have? Questions about the next life, about the second coming. There's a lot we don't understand. There are so many things to worry and trouble ourselves about. The list could go on and on and on. I know mine has been very long for a very long time. But Alma told his son to only trouble himself about his sins. I desire that ye should let these things trouble you no more, and only let your sins trouble you. Now, what are sins? 
because this is important. We talk about transgressions and sins, sometimes interchangeably, and they kind of are to a certain extent. In gospel topics, a transgression is a violation or breaking of a commandment or law. So it doesn't matter if you know you are breaking it or not. You do something against a commandment or law and it's a transgression. A sin fits underneath the umbrella of transgression. A sin is to willfully disobey God's commandments or to fail to act righteously despite a knowledge of the truth. So a transgression is any time you break a commandment. A sin is when you know you do on purpose. I'm pretty sure we're transgressing all the time and we don't even realize it. Now, God gives us commandments in a couple different ways. He gives general commandments to everybody through his prophets, and he gives each of us individually specific commandments through the Holy Ghost. If we go against either of those, when we know them, that is a sin. Now go back to that list of things that we worry about, that we trouble ourselves with. Is it a sin to be a plumber instead of a doctor? Is it a sin to rent a house instead of buying one? Is it a sin to paint your walls blue one week and then change them to brown the next? I hope that the point I'm trying to make is coming across. These are all things that we need to think about, that we need to make a decision on. And the Holy Ghost can obviously give guidance on these things. But there are no commandments associated with them. How many things do we worry about, do we trouble ourselves with, that have nothing to do with sinning? I have a lot, and they have felt so heavy recently that they've overwhelmed me into doing almost nothing, because I don't know where to start. And when I read Alma's words to Corianton, it was like the Lord was giving me permission to let go of the worry of all those other things, and just focus on him, to put more effort in me getting closer to him, to hearing and heeding the Holy Ghost, to obeying his commandments. And as I've begun doing that, he has started to show me a little at a time those areas in my life that are keeping me from him. He's been lovingly teaching me so that I can repent of my sins and not worry about my transgressions to trust that he will let me know when it's time to change those things. The most important decision we will ever make in this life is to what extent we will follow Christ. Will the things of the world trouble us so much that they keep us from Christ? Or will we let go of those things and only let our sins, only let the things keeping us from Christ worry us? Will we be all in as disciples, or only partway in, or not at all? We can be disciples of Christ anywhere, under any circumstances. Followers of Christ have been found in the greatest and richest circumstances this life has to offer, and also in the lowest, most horrible. I still have a temporal life that I need to live. I still need to make decisions about careers and cars and kids and dinner and all those things. I still have a gigantic list of gospel questions, of things I don't understand, and I'm still going to try to figure them out. But I'm not going to let them worry me. I'm not going to let them trouble me so that I distance myself from Christ. I am going to try and 
only let my sins trouble me, with that trouble which shall bring me down unto repentance. I'll do my best on the rest of it, and I'll trust that God's plan will make it all work. Thanks for listening. Any quotes or scriptures or stories that I used are cited in the description. This is likened unto me, my personal scripture journey. 